I hope that you're still amazed about your salvation. I do. I hope that you're, you, it still thrills your soul. I uh, think back uh, at 23 years ago, I think of, uh, I, I wrote down a name here, Brother Dugaloff. Brother Dugaloff was in charge of the Slavic Baptist Union that was actually centered in Kelowna area. And he uh, uh, was the one that was overseeing this church and every, uh, years ago. Now that would have been, of course, 24 years ago. And uh, it was diminishing and they were going to disband. And we found out about the building and I'm so thankful for that. But I'm still thankful for him. He, he was a good Christian man. <coughs> the, <coughs> the Slavic Union... <coughs> I might need some water or something. That's, that's Is it? Yeah. Right there, you didn't spit in it. Or <laughs> <laughs> he was a good man, a good Christian man, and uh, the, the union uh, lent us the money while they held the contract and uh, for the $80,000, right? Am I remembering that right? 60. 60? Okay. I wasn't remembering it right. <clears throat> and uh, $60,000 and and gave us so many years to pay it off, and they didn't add any interest to it at all, all those years. They actually handled it as a, as a Christian group. That is correct. <laughs> how's this? That's good. That's better? Okay, for 60000 I mean, for $60,000, and that was a, allowed us, of course, us being Castlegar Baptist Church and anybody else that was helping there to uh, pay it off very quickly, and so the church has prospered and the building was paid off and I'm thankful for him. It was, a, it was a, a godsend and I'm thankful for him and the group that allowed that to happen. And I, I think of Pastor Klein who's been here for 23 years. That's not a usual thing. I hope you understand that. It's a very unusual thing that you have a pastor here for 23 years. Uh, the pastor that I'm currently uh, with here in Spokane Brother Greg Boyle at Faith Baptist Church, he, he, he did that church plant, and he, we are celebrating now the 40th anniversary, and he is the one that led me to the Lord. So I'm very thankful for consistent men and, and uh, congregations that go through the years. Many of us here know of congregations that came and went and came and went, and you know, it, it happens, unfortunately. But uh, I'm, I am thankful for his faithfulness. And uh, my question is, you want to make 30? Yes. Okay, and, and there's, there's something to remember if you're going to make 30. Uh, unfortunately, uh, through the years that I, w I was in Canada, I first came up in 1990, and, uh, uh, and still uh, minister in Canada and the United States, but I've seen many churches start and then stop. And maybe six years, maybe five, you know, different times, maybe 15 years. But even a well-established church that has their own building, people think that this is a little bit smaller than it actually is. I think it's very adequate, but uh, of course we'd like to see it expand with people and with size, but that's up to the Lord. We're thankful and we're, we learn today to be content in our situation, right? Uh, that, that was emphasized in the Sunday school class. And so it's a, but I have seen many of them implode. A lot of times people think that it's the uh, adversary 
that's causing so much problems, but I, I think that most of it that I've witnessed is people let the adversary in. They give place to the devil, and then there's a turmoil that works in amongst congregations and uh, misdirections, and then, poof, all of a sudden, it's not there anymore. We don't want that to happen, do we? So I'm going to take you for uh, just a little bit. Uh, what time do you normally end? Like one? <laughs> yeah, one? Okay. I think that most of you know that I can't speak that long. So First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, if you'd go there with me, please. I thank uh, Brother Hawkins, who's with the Lord now, uh, his memory. I thank his memory. Uh, he he volunteered, and when Pastor Klein was first starting here, he came over uh, for a long time. I don't know whether it was a year or whatever. It seemed like a long time. And he would help them knock doors and, and uh, visit people. Uh, I can remember Pastor Klein, when I was trying to entice him to come to Castle Guard, uh, through the Spirit. It's through the Spirit, right? Uh, that we drove up uh, the, the cutoff hill here, and then you know where the lookout is there, you know, when you can see. And we drove out there, and Pastor Klein looked at the city from down, you know, down below there. And I think that's when you were convinced. Am I thinking correctly there? Or at least enticed, right? No. Now, by the Lord wanting him to come up, and I'm so thankful that he did. Because we need uh, good Bible-believing churches to stay strong in the Lord in these days and time. And I do believe in the Scripture. I hope you do. And I'm in Romans, so you, I think you also know that I can't do two things at once. But if you go with 1 Corinthians, and then chapter 3, everybody there say amen if you are. Okay. Now, it starts off with him, a lot of times people miss these first verses here, and I'm not going to go into them, but he, he starts talking to them about carnality, and I'd like to just read that, and we'll go down um, to verse 11 uh, and get it in context. So if you would, and then we'll pray. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So the context that we're going in, he's talking to the First Corinthians church, the assembly here, and he's talking to them, and he's actually saying, the things that I'm telling you, I'm not going into deep meat. I'm going to serve you with a little bit of milk here. And he says, even as of babes unto Christ, because of their behavior. How many of you ever read First Corinthians? They weren't acting like mature Christians. They were acting like babes in Christ, see? And he's addressing that. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to hear it, or bear it, I should say, neither yet now are you able. So he's, there's, a, there's a reproof going on here. For ye are carnal, for whereas uh, there is among you envyings and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. 
For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building, according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, you know the hearts of everyone here. And I do pray, Lord, that they would have stabilized in their heart, in their mind, Lord, uh, the foundation, the chief cornerstone, that, Lord God, everyone here would know that they're saved by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and that there's none other name given unto heaven whereby we must be saved. I do pray, Lord, that we would glorify you today and be thankful for your consistency, for your finished work on the cross, for your uh, empowering by the Spirit. And I pray, Lord, we'd give you the praise, honor, and glory for all. Amen. Amen. So the foundation here, for the foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, when you strip away all of your good works, we're going to take them away, they're gone, and we're going to take away your church attendance, we're going to take away how intelligent you are, how smart you are, how much money you make, everything that is external there, we're going to take it away. What are you trusting in for your salvation? If you're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, plus or minus nothing, you are improperly your understanding isn't quite complete. It isn't by works of righteousness that we have done. It is the works of righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the cornerstone. He is the one that did the finished work. He, when he said it was finished, it was complete. And I want to encourage you to trust in him fully and totally. We don't do good works to earn our salvation. We do good works because we are saved because of the gratefulness for the Lord Jesus Christ, because we think and we, we have this adoration or this love of God, our love towards God, because what? Because He first loved us and gave Himself for us. As I mentioned last time I was here, I don't know if any of you ever thought about that a little bit, but all things are for our sake. All things that have happened, all the creation, everything that goes on is for the redeemed's sake, for that he loved you from the very foundation or before the foundation of the world. He even knew you were going to be saved. And if that's that completed work on the cross that I want to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't need to start adding things to it. It's perfect in itself. There's none other name. There's nothing else that we have to do. It is called the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Paul went in the first century and was preaching it all around the area, and he did a great job of it, don't you think? Man, he really got around. And he was preaching it. He, he said that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And he called that the gospel. He didn't add anything about your works to it. Your works are something that through a grateful heart that you love the Lord Jesus Christ, that you manifest works for his honor and glory. See, because when we stand before God, we're not going to present to him and say, Lord, accept me because of my works. He's going to say, what it, we're trusting in his works, not ours. How many of you ever failed the Lord? 
Mm -hmm. That you, you went astray a little bit. You went to your left. Can you imagine? Because if you understand the teaching of works, that you can have these kind of works, and if you fail, all of that is sort of done away with, right? Yeah. If you believe in works for salvation. No, we still sin. and We come short of the glory of God. And we need to do our works because we love the Lord. I hope that you have learned to love the Lord. As, as we talked about, as Pastor Klein mentioned, he mentioned that he, he's got grown more in love with his wife, right? I have to honestly say, and I've uh, testified of this before, that it's only been about 38 years that I've been saved. I was a late bloomer. I didn't get saved until I was 34 years old. And you could do the math there. And <clears throat> I wasn't uh, saved then. But I am so thankful that the Lord saved my soul. I'm thankful that Tana's uh, uncle and her, uh, and her cousins and her aunt were praying for my soul. They were interceding for the Lord to save my soul during those first ten years of our marriage. And we have been married over 50 years now. And, and so they were praying for and interceding and God was dealing with my heart and I'm so thankful that he opened up, how could I say it? Uh, because I heard the gospel so many times. I, I had heard the gospel before and I rejected it so many times. I walked away from it. See, if you don't accept it, you've rejected it. You've heard it, and you're accountable for it. But the Lord, in answer to prayer, just continued to work in my heart, and then I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believed that the Word of God was true, and, I, and I'm so thankful for the finished work of the Lord. I'm trusting in nothing else. I'm not trusting in my works, even though I want to do good works. Don't you want to do good for the Lord? How, 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 do, you, how do you feel? You know, a lot of people go by feelings, but I'd ask this, how do you feel when you do good? Do you feel good? Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and when you, when you do wrong and you know it's wrong, how do you feel? You feel bad, right? Well, this is the whole thing. See, in the scripture, he's given us in detail what is right and what is wrong. And if we do right, we feel good. And I, I'm so glad to call on the name of the Lord because that was the right thing to do. And it, it was a good feeling then and it's a good feeling now. So in these 38 years, I've grown to love Him more. I've grown to accept the, the fact more and more and understand about the permanency and the eternal salvation that He has given us. Not that I want to take advantage of that. Not that I want to be an ungrateful hearer. But I want to, I've, I've come to understand how complete and perfect his finished work on the cross was. That he laid, that God laid on him the inequity of us all. And, and it, it's, uh, that's how come it's a whosoever will may come. It's a whosoever will gospel. And I'm thankful for his finished work and being so complete. I bet you in his day, now he, he knew it because he knew me from the foundation of the world. I bet you that he didn't, most of the people there, Apostle Paul didn't understand that there was going to be 8.1 billion people on this earth. I, I don't even know if they understood billion yet. <laughs> you know, I don't know that. But God did. And his finished work is complete that any of those or all of them could be saved because of his finished work. 
But they need to do something, and they need to believe, and believe in his heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And what does it say? Thou shalt be saved, right? Okay. So there's this foundation that's there. And if this church is going to make 30 years, then you need to keep the 30, that foundation, very clear and very precise and not waver any way on the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And you need to not waver in the least. So I'm going to go over it again real slowly. What is the foundation? It's the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. You can't delete sin from the gospel. You can't do it. You can't uh, somehow minimize it. You have to just call it the way it was. And I'm so thankful that God convinced me and convicted me of my sin. I'm so thankful for that, that blessing to realize that I am a sinner. And then it, it says that he was buried. He didn't faint. He didn't swoon. He died for our sins according to the scripture. And he died the death, burial, and then, of course, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection is in 1 Corinthians 15, of course, and there's a full chapter on it. And it speaks over and over and over again about the belief in the resurrection. You can't diminish the resurrection in any way. It is a foundation of the gospel. It is the completion of his work, that all of his works were accepted by a holy and just God. And he was resurrected. You're going to find, if you study the scripture, that the, the God the Father raised him up, that the Spirit raised him up, and he raised himself by his own power because they are God, right? There's one God and Father above all. And so there is this oneness of God in the triune concept. But there is a, also this gospel that cannot be. And if you start to diminish either sections or any of that gospel, you are going to find that little by little it will be degraded. Because compromise is never satisfied. My, my, my brother uh, visited me uh, for two weeks here. I haven't seen him 30 days in 40 years. I, uh, uh, I don't want to get into my family upraising. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we haven't seen each other. We do care for one another, but we just haven't made the time to be with each other. I really enjoyed his company. He hasn't been in church in three years. And he, he explained to me, I'm not going to tell you the denomination, I'm not here to badmouth any of that kind of stuff, but he, he was a member of a denomination that at one time very strongly preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he described to me what happened and why he can't go to the church anymore. He said they started compromising just a little bit on this subject, and it has to do with sexuality. And that was over 15 years ago that that was first introduced just a little bit, and then more and more and more, and now they've gone the total way of accepting the gay and lesbian lifestyle. I'm not saying that you're supposed to hate these people. I don't hate any one of them. Uh, that's not, I don't hate that that way. They're lost people. They need to be saved. They need to be quickened to the Spirit. But I'm not saying, but what we have to say is that the Bible declares that there's male and female. Now, we understand that there's genetic problems because of sin throughout the generations. It's called genetic entropy, but uh, we, we understand that there is some genetic problems that are caused. 
But that still doesn't nullify what the Word of God says. We believe that there's male and female. And so he said that it just creeped up and just went a little bit, a little bit, and then he said this was announced and he couldn't take it anymore. But see, what he didn't understand, and what I was trying to explain to him as much as he would hear, is that it started way back here. When they first started to question what the scripture says. And whether it's on sexuality, whether it's on the gospel, which has been diminished. If you, if you listen to different preachers on TV and other things, how many people even mention sin anymore? But Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And we understand that we are sinners in that sense that we need a savior. So it's the gospel. It's the foundation. And if you're going to make 30 years as an independent Baptist church, which this one is, you're going to make it by standing on the Scripture and the Scripture alone. And people say, well, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. I really believe that the Bible is true. I believe that the Bible is true. I believe that all the finished work on the cross is complete. And I hope that you can trust in that. It will straighten up your life. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, as I mentioned, the first 10 years of my marriage were a little bit rough. Uh, but after salvation, I had to learn again how to, how to obey the Scripture and to become, have my mind changed so that I can follow the principles that are in the Scripture. And each and every one of us go from babes to mature people in Christ by studying the Scripture. In 2 Peter 1, if you go there with me, This is more of a of a warning. I don't know how much we're going to read here. Let me see here. I wanted to... Uh, yeah, we better get it in context, okay? So, in uh, 2 Peter 1.5, he talks to them about escaping... Uh, the corruption of this world through lust. And then in verse 5 he says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Now I'll make mention of the list right there. That list, you don't, be careful of your Bible versions, because some of them want to lump all those together, and they don't understand that it is progressive. Each one, you add this one, and then the next 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 one. It is not something that you accumulate all at once, or you don't try to script, skip steps. Okay, uh, And if you want to talk to me about that, I'll explain that a little bit further. But one and two another. For if these things be in you and abound, then they make you that ye shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to bear fruit for his honor and glory. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he uh, was purged from his old sins. Now I'd like to just stop right there for this. He's in encouraging us to study the scripture, to add to our faith this step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, that we're going to accumulate this knowledge and we're going to be transformed into the image of His dear Son. But if you don't do that, 
If you don't do that, if you sit back on your laurels, that's a gentle word, isn't it? Uh, for what I'm trying to say. And if you sit back on that, and if you don't do anything, there's a result of that, dear Christian. And I am talking to Christians here. He says, Dad, kind, uh, kindness, charity. But if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To know the Lord Jesus Christ. The goal is to know Him. You want to know Christ more and understand all about His Him. And it says here, but if he lacketh these things. So let's say you're, you're the Christian sitting here and you're listening to me and you say, well, that stuff isn't important. I'm saved. I got my ticket to heaven. You, you know, I'm going to make it. It's going to be a grand old thing. And uh, I don't want to diminish that. If you're saved, I believe that you're saved. You're quickened. But I also believe that God provokes us in certain ways. But um, it says here, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is what? Blind. Is blind. And cannot see afar off. And hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Now we would term that as being backslid. But it's, 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 a, it's a way to go, dear Christian... The church may be here, but you may not. See, if you stop growing in Christ, if you stop exercising yourself spiritually to get to know Christ more and more, the church may be here, but you will forget that you've been purged from your old sins. And you will go down a path of worldliness and ungodliness. How many of you understand how quickly it is to revert back to the way that you were before you got saved. Now, why is that? Well, because it's a familiar path. Okay? It's, it's a path that you know. And I'm trying to encourage you that if you're going to make 30, Tom's going to be here at 30 years old. I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet when the church is 30 years old, but he's going to be here. And he's going to be here a little more gray and other things that might be happening. And he's going to be here, he's going to be preaching, but you might not be. Because you didn't heed the scripture, and I want to warn you, being in the assembly, putting yourself under preaching, studying the word of God, doing good works, all of these exercises of ourselves spiritually will help maintain you in your walk of your faith. But if you start backsliding, if you forget that you've been purged of your old sins, you will eventually end up with what you were before. And it says, as a dog returneth to his what? I hope none of you had a weak stomach. I have to tell you, I have an extremely weak stomach. I have great compassion for people that throw up. I do. I have to throw up with them. Uh, it's... it's, uh, it, it's uh, I, I have a gag reflex that, uh, anyways, I don't want to go there. Uh, and it, so, how long, uh, in the scriptures, how many of you read your Old Testament? Okay. You had, you had the, the creation. You know, you had Adam and Eve. How long did it take them to fall back into sin? Actually, it was just days. It wasn't weeks. 
It wasn't months. And, and here Adam was walking with God and having conversation with God. You know, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, everything's going right. Fruit tastes great. You know, uh, you know everything's going along good. And, and then it fought, happened, right? And sin came into the world. And then he had children after his own likeness. How long did it take for the first murder to be committed? Not very long at all. Had everything going for him, really. You know, just we're just a, couple, a generation down here from walking with God. And I was thinking about that. You had Noah in the flood, right? A lot of things went wrong there, right, with the flood. And it created, and then they landed on Ararat, and they were dispersed over there. How long was it from the flood to Babel? Not very long at all, actually. About five generations, and the older guys were still alive. And anyways, they were dispersed. It doesn't take long, and don't think that we're immune to it. That is why the Lord has given us direction to, and instructions to add to our faith, to add to this, to continue on, to continue growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if we don't, we are going to forget our first love, as that church did in Revelation, and they're going to go into ways of the old nature. So, some people have a great foundation, and I'm thankful for the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm warning you not to forget about what the Lord has done for you, and strive for masteries of the Scripture, and to learn, as Christ said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of spirit. And he, find, and he describes himself. Also, I want to encourage you, as I know many of you do, but I want to encourage you to, pray, to learn to pray. When the disciples, they ask the Lord Jesus Christ, teach us to pray. So that implies a couple of things. One is they had a desire to learn how to ask God for things and to communicate with Him. So they had the desire... But it also implies that they didn't really know how to do that very well. And so, many of us really do not know how to pray as the Scripture would have us to pray. And I would encourage you to, to in, examine your prayer life, your communication with God, you talking to God, and Him talking to you through the Scripture. But don't forget your way and your path, because Pastor Klein will be here, Betsy will be here, Maybe half of the people will be here, but maybe you won't be here. And we want you to be here. Really, we want to see people that have been in that assembly for 20, 30, 40 years. Now, eventually all of us are going to go to be with the dust, but that's a natural way of going. But backsliding and leaving the works of the Lord, don't go down that road. It's your choice. The Scripture declares that if you do these things you'll abound and gain knowledge of Christ. If you don't do these things, you're going to go back to the old way. They're not in you. You're blind. You can't see. You don't remember the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that you should. Very loving Heavenly Father that we have. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I think I'll start with verse 13. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which sleep, 
I've mentioned some this morning, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead of Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be with the Lord. I missed the word. Never. Ever. So shall we ever be with the Lord. There's a promise that you need to understand. Sooner or later, we're going to be with the Lord. And some of us, sooner than others. I, I put myself in that classification. Uh, I, I smile because I take it with a little bit of anxiousness, actually, because I tell people if we go by three score and ten and reason by strength, four score, um, I'm over seven-eighths down that road. And, and so that's something some of us have already made it, right? <laughs> or getting closer, well, pretty close, huh? And, and I, I take it as with a little bit of excitement in the sense that I'll be, ever will be with the Lord. And I want to be able to take and throw it. it, it the picture is that we're going to take our crowns that we learn, I believe, and throw them at the feet of Jesus. And, and, uh, and the crowns are what we earn by our works. And we're going to, I really believe, that we're going to be casting him at his feet because he is worthy. And it's through his power, through his Holy Spirit, that all of these uh, works are even done. But it tells us that we're forever going to be with the Lord. Have you ever thought about what heaven could be like? Now, a lot of times we get confused with heaven and the new Jerusalem because if I read my prophecy right, we're going to be inhabitants of the new Jerusalem. It sounds like a pretty good place. It does. It sounds like a pretty good place. I like the, the, the description of mansions in heaven. But I also like the description that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be the light thereof. And we're going to be with him forever. It's a, it's a promise that he has made, not because of your works, but because of his work on the cross. He's prepared a place. He's been preparing a place for a couple thousand years now. It's going to be a pretty good place, I think. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm grateful for that salvation. I'm grateful what he's done in my life in the present, transforming a marriage, transforming a lifestyle. I'm, I'm thankful for all that, the bounty that he gives me. Um, and uh, I'm thankful for each and every memory of him answering prayer. And I'm thankful also, though, that one day I'm going to be with him. And I'm going to see him face to face. He's going to open up my understanding. That's a lot. That's a lot of under opening that needs to happen. Says so there's a lot of things that I, I still don't quite get. I know that they're right. I know that they're perfect. I trust in them. But there's a working with God that I still don't understand. And He's going to open up my understanding. And right now I can go, wow, man, that's really something. 
But then I'll even be able to say, wow, this is amazing what he has done. The salvation of souls. The salvation of mankind that sinned against him. He still went to that cross. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say, after I cleaned up my act, that he died. But while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And he rose again. So the three things that I have, one is, keep your foundation. If you're going to make 30, you've got to keep it. And the foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. And may I say, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And this is the preserved Word of God. And they all interrelate together in the Scripture. And you need to understand that, that the foundations need not to be shaken. Because that's all that has to happen is for you to destroy the foundation and then everything else goes away with it. A lot of times people are thinking that the devil is attacking the minor things. No, he's attacking the Word of God, the basic foundation of the faith, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the creation is all and was perfect. And he said it was very good. And then, as the dear Christians, don't forget. Don't forget that you're to grow in grace and wisdom. That you need to add to your faith. You need to continue to grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you don't, there is a sliding backwards and you forget that you've been purged from your old sins. There's a gratefulness that is not there. It's a non-motivational factor in your life anymore. And each and every one of us knows Christians that have walked down that path. Let's not have any of us even we that are aged. How many of you are over 60? That'll admit it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Beware, dear senior. Study the scripture when people would fall. And how many people of age fell, the kings especially, when they were aged. Be very careful. Don't think just because we're getting older we got it handled. No, we need to stay firm in the Lord. And then, why don't you just think about this for a little bit, that one day you're going to be with the Lord. His work is so complete and so thorough. From the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, He knew you. He had already seen that you were going to be saved. That's the foreknowledge of God. Okay? He already knew all this. He's prepared a place, and then we are going to be forever with Him. It makes many things of this earth be diminished very greatly. But if you haven't that assurity, if you don't know that you're saved, do you know that you've sinned and come short of the glory of God? What's the stumbling block today? Is it the sin that you're unwilling to admit to? Is it that you don't believe that he was buried and rose again the third day? But there's a stumbling block somewhere in there. And it's my prayer that the Lord would remove that stumbling block and that you'd be saved today. So that's it. Foundation forgotten and forever. 23 years. May we thank the Lord for it.